Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. 40 live in 4K Ultra HD, only on Foxtel. Book your service today at Barrick BMW. Make your own rules at Anytime Fitness. The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. That is right. That is exactly right. It's Monday afternoon, the 27th day of uh, February 2023, and it's magnificent to be here off the back of some of the legends of sports broadcasting, not only here in Australia, but around the, the, the great globe on which we exist. Is that right? Andrew We've gone uh, global, have we? Well, www. Uh, the SEN. Oh, yeah, au application oh, can be word. heard uh, all over the place. Yes, so, you can. And the app. The app's a, is that's a what big, I just said. I thought you were talking about the website. No, no, Apps no, no, and no. websites, they're different things. I said www and the application is what I said. But you're busy getting yourself sorted, so I understand no. you can't no, do two all. things at once. It's I just right. misheard. I thought you just Sorry. went with the www. I've never seen a man as happy as you are. You've just received your delivery of Blunston's. Um, wow. And the magnificent people of Blunston are part of our uh, humble program here. The of, hey, no, no, part of the family. Part of the family. That mm-hmm. is true. Uh, and to, uh, to the to girls who look after the accountant, Kate in particular, who's about to go off and have a bub, all the mm. very best. But you've made the Gaze family a family of people with very large feet, by the, which is obvious. Well, some huge feet there in are. your family, Keith. Well, I've looked at some of the size and I had to go back and actually check is this exactly what I ordered? Because there's a big a, a US size 13 in there. So or I don't know who's running around with that. 13. But uh, unfortunately, 13, that's 13. right. But um, uh, unfortunately, they don't do the 15, so I can't actually don no, the, the Blundstone. So it's a setback, but they're working on it. They're, they're, they'll chip away, and eventually a little some, something will come my way. Magnificent Australian company, they and uh, delightful to have them on board. A huge weekend down at Berwick BMW, too. So everybody who went down and had a look at uh, their cars and spoke to Neil on the team. Massive sale, uh, wasn't thanks, it? Thanks. Yeah, the big super sale was on. Mm. So uh, well done to the lot of you, and... Um, we uh, we uh, thank you for having us out there on Friday afternoon. That's right. A hey, big show today. Rocks poxy. You know how Monday works. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. We've got the second week of our uh, the the King Island Caller of the Week contest. So it's game on now. It is. We've got one finalist, and we've got to find another this week. And if you go head to head, I think we're going to have to work it out on Wednesday, Thursday. I'm not sure what Julio's got planned. But be the caller selected to go head-to-head with last week's winner and you will have the opportunity to take yourself and a couple of mates down to King Island with you and I leaving next Sunday night at about 7 o'clock with Cole and the crew out there at Southern Airlines. PM, that is. PM, fly down. We play Monday, we play Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have the greatest time. And it's a King Island, mm-hmm. uh, it's a King Island show. And we're on, back on the plane on Tuesday evening, straight after the show, 5.30, out to the airport. Why are you home by uh, Tuesday night? No question about it. All you have to do is call mm. and make it a good one. Mm. And if you make it a good one today, you get the jump on the rest of the field. Uh, and after a huge weekend, the like of which we've had, there should be no shortage of uh, rocks and pox for you to uh, well, throw a quick yourself one, A quick one, Andy. Throw yourself into. Is that... Uh, oh, 
I came in here, well, I was in the car this morning and I was listening to the update on the New Zealand-England in the oh, test. Oh, you've made a right git of yourself when you walked into <laughs> well, the office. Well, when I heard it, oh, unbelievable they were in stuff. all sorts of trouble. They had they enforced the follow-on and I'm thinking, well, this one's in the books here because they just haven't been able to put together any no. sort of score. But then all of a sudden I've come into the premises and someone suggested that Hello, that's game on. And it, my word, it is absolutely game on in this test after being in a awkward situation, the hosts. Oh, they, they, were, they were in a terrible situation. Awkward. They have battered themselves into a position of some superiority uh, in the second uh, innings. They're six for 472. So they currently lead by 200 and this I'll tell you. Screen. I'll tell you. They lead by 246 as we speak with the day's play. Yes. The New Zealand Cricket Authorities, how good's this? They've just put the sign out. If mm. you if you are listening to us, uh, SENZ, um, free entry at the basin tomorrow. So Brilliant. anyone who wants to head on down there and watch what could be one of the most historic games days of Test cricket for a long time, head on down. Free entry. You know this is going to be the, a great test off, Keith. Baseball. What's baseball? Brendan McCullum, who's a new co- oh, the former yes, New yes. Zealand uh, yes. swashbuckler, who's ca- a coach of the English Test team. Yes, and the, they they go at a ridiculous clip now. They the do. English Test team. They go at five, six runs and over. Well, this is going to test them. That That's now, exactly when you're actually chasing something, That's right. It's a different. Oh, did you just say that? Well, I said that to you off air, and you've just stolen what I was going to talk about. But anyway, right? yeah, right. but Kane Williamson is the one that uh, <laughs> stepped up big time in yes. this uh, second dig. I oh, know they've all had a go. They've all had a dip. Oh, well, he's led the way. Yeah, he did. He got his ton. But uh, Latham, 83, Conway, 61, Williamson, 132, Nichols, 29, Mitchell, 54, Blundell, not out, 82. Mm. They've all chipped in, these plucky little Kiwis. And <laughs> suddenly they have set up uh, what is going to be a mouthwatering day's cricket. And to see well, that's, where... That's my quick rocks, just to start It's an the day excellent off. rocks. Thank you. Is it a rocks for New Zealand? It is a rocks for New Zealand. Oh, I like everything Because about it. they were gone. I come in here and I thought, well, this is over. Next one. We'll see how they go. Just thinking about the ashes and how, what sort of uh, issues they're going to present for us. And in fact, being have a negative slant in my head. So a you, very negative slant in my head. You have no room in your brain at all for the last two tests in India. You just wiped that series now. It's dead. The series is gone. I've got no interest in the last two. Wow. Have you got any? Because we're going to be broadcasting it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday here mm. on 1116 SEN. No, well, of course there's interest. But th- let's just say that the, uh, the optimism it's, has gone out. Well, there is no optimism now. Right now. No. And uh, heaven forbid, another quick rocks then, because when we're talking about Paddy coming, he's not going to be there. No. What a fantastic tribute by the Barmy Army. Did you hear about this? No. The Barmy Army, when they were there, they got together and because we know how they can get under the skin of the Australians, but when it comes to things more important cricket, it seems like they're very rational about it. And they had a trumpeter play a rendition of Maria just to honour... Oh, Pat's mum. Pat's mum. Oh, Beautiful. And uh, they did that at the at the New Zealand Test, and I think that that is just uh, tremendous respect shown by the Barmy Army and yeah. their supporters for what they were able to do. So that, to me, I've gone bang, bang, two rocks well, can right I, off the top. Can I give you a rocks mm-hmm. for bringing that to our attention? Because I had not heard that. So thank you for alerting us well, and I others. I did who... see it off social media, well, and it's... that can be a little dodgy from time to time, but I can't th- see no, any reason why anyone would have made that up. I like everything about what you've mm. done. Uh, and all the number, all the calls today on the play, King Islands Pure Links, a golf courses, a talkback line, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Anything.
mm. from big, small, indifferent, sport-related or not, everything from the weekend that was a rocks or a pox, get on the line now. Rocks going to, oh, week. I've, I've got a lot of positivity this week. Uh, get on the line uh, and go into the running for our King Island Golf's extravaganza. A couple of poxes, however, before we get to a couple of calls. Dyson Heppel, a bit of breaking news. Dyson Heppel's been sidelined with a foot injury following the club's practice match against the Gold Coast on Thursday. MRIs revealed the 30-year-old suffered a low-grade foot sprain and is expected to be on a modified program for the next few weeks. Heppel will be in a moon boot until some the discomfort resolves and then look to progress into some running. So the good Gee, the good news is good. no, the good news is there's no stress fracture bone related um significant injury. It's just a sprain. So so that he probably dodged what could have been the real uh danger there. And and in even more significant news than that, Jason Castagna has retired. Three time premiership player at the Tigers, played as much footy for the Tigers in that um three uh, premiership period. Uh, in fact, I think he shared the number of games played alongside Dustin Martin uh, for that period of time as a Tiger. 26 years of age, had the significant hamstring injury a couple of weeks ago that was going to sideline him for a fair part of the first half of the season. 26 years of age, 134 games, 127 goals in those three flags. Uh, retired, Keith. That is uh, sad news. It and is. I assume when you're that young, it's just you've lost a bit of your motivation and that um, perhaps you, you, you go away and you might be able to regroup and, and maybe come back because that is incredibly young. 26. That's incredibly young, Andy. It is, mate. It really is. And with uh, the success that he's had, uh, you would think that there is – Something a little bit more going on, isn't there? Why would it's hard to comprehend? Now I know he's injured right now, hamstring, and dealing with that uh, debilitating situation, it can be. Mm. But um, that's incredible. No, it's caught everybody on the hop. I reckon it's it caught been, me on the hop yeah. to a point where you start to think that um, you've what what could possibly be motivating this? Well, maybe it's it is just that. Maybe it is a mm. lack of motivation, and the hamstring might be worse than first thought, and he just doesn't want to go through the rehab, rehab anymore. We're hoping to speak to him on the show today. So, mm. Elise Lani is going to join us. What the, a career, though! Congratulations here, to him. Here, here, here. Uh, Elise Lani is going to join us. The most extraordinary conclusion of the WNCL final on the weekend between South Australia and Tasmania. Oh. Just the most. You've never seen anything like it. <laughs> And Villani, who's been a superstar of women's cricket in Australia, going to join us. She can not only talk about that, but well, the uh, another phenomenal achievement by the Australian women's cricket team uh, mm. overnight against South Africa, winning another mm. title. Um, their third in a row in the WT20 World Cup. Brett Collette is going to join us. The TPS series rolled on to the Hunter Valley. Shoot, last week we had Dave Michaluzzi, who shot 27 on the yep. back nine to win it. Mm. This week, Brett Collette is going to join us. 61 in Outrageous. Shot. Did you see the last hole? Oh, mate. It was uh, in the playoff, the second playoff. Now, oh, mate. Four uh, holes. Four holes. Yeah, Lincoln Tyke. Lincoln Tyke. Yeah. He's gone into the, the, yeah, the trees. One Almost made the putt, though, that... The pub was, was in. And the pub was the, in. And the last. It broke up the hill. The last 10 seconds, it's just gone bang and turned right on him. Crazy stuff. No, neither can I. We were watching the same thing at the yeah. same time. Uh, he's going to join us. Ben, mm. bustling Benny Thompson's going to join us too. The bloke we had on on Friday. Yes. Uh, he was riding uh, the thing from Queensland, of course. Uh, mm. Underhanded James, or whatever it was called, in the Oakley Plate. Uncommon James. Mm. Comes down for the one ride. Has never ridden a Group One winner. Mm. Absolutely bolts him. Yes. Well, didn't. Well, it won convincingly. 
So he go, he mm. comes down, goes home, got the group one behind him, a uh, bit of money in the kick, and uh, happy days, Ben Thompson. So there's a bit to get through on the program today. Hooli, I'll jump in a bit later on with some bits and pieces and a bit of take it or leave it. So And the dog, did you – again, I was reading here, oh. and there's a question I want to ask you too. But, Please. Uh, from Steve off the attempt text, but did you mention that his dog won? Did you, did you mention that the dog won as the well? The dog won as oh, well. Did you mention that? I did not. Well, his dad is training a dog, which he is part owner in, and his wife. Yes, yeah, not oh, step partner, me, step partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, they have a dog, and a, and it got it's up a greyhound. It just that's correct. Yes. It's not just the Labrador not a Labrador running around. No, 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 and it's quick. Well, it must have was certainly quicker than the other seven dogs it was up against. Uh, Got the seven. one. Got the Presuming one. Presuming as a full field in the race. Got the win. Hey, Andy, with Castagna, this is from Steve, retiring. Yeah. Does that mean, does that open up a list spot? Well, it will. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, there you go, no, Steve. no, I, th- I mean, I think it will. I, just, I don't know where the rules are with the windows closed and all the rest of it. But, um, yeah, I suspect it probably, there'll be, in fact, you can sign on till. Well, don't get me started on the rules. But, yeah, I think it will open a spot. Yep. So, And they're pretty stacked in that part of the ground, small forwards. But he, let's not underestimate mm. what he's done. A goal mm. a game, small forward, in a super team like he was Three part flags. of. Uh, fantastic performance. Oh, extraordinary. Tradies out for Ace Gutters, Australia may build to last. Andy, now on Friday night, uh, you went to a concert. Did you end up going to a concert? I went to see Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Can you give us an update? Did you uh, give look, it uh, the double thumbs up? Oh, no, everything. And whatever else you can stick in the air. Very entertaining. No, magnificent show. Put on a good show. Magnificent show. And you know what? I like the cut of his jib. Mm. He has a chat during the show. Seems like a decent bloke. Mm. Uh, loves his golf. Played at Royal Melbourne last week. Wish I'd have known that. Wish you could have tried to get him out to Mount Derriman with us one morning. Mm. Uh, could have taken him out to PK at my, my track yeah. if we had have known. Down at that, we'll just whip down out of a park. Don't know about that. do a wonderful job. And he was having a cup of coffee not? in one of my local, uh, in Clifton Hill yesterday. In no, he wasn't. Keith, he was no. having a cup of coffee in Clifton, in Clifton Hill. Hill yesterday. Don't he was say. In the, he was on the Gold Coast yesterday, Andy. So well, it was two someone's days ago. got a. Two days ago. Okay, well that might make Whatever a bit day more it sense. Two days ago. No, and, I heard he, my, my daughter went, and I, I, uh, she gave it incredibly double, on, triple thumbs up. Oh no, he's terrific. Thought it was fantastic. He's terrific. But I didn't know whether you know someone in your demographic would have appreciated what, what old man, an old man going on to a, to a concert. I, I was surrounded by the average. I, 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 there was there were fifty thousand people there. Mm. I reckon there were 17 men mm. in the whole concert. Mm. And uh, I was the oldest by a significant margin. Yes. But he's a very good showman. Luke's in print, and it was a terrific show. So double thumbs up for you. And I'm sure he listens to the show. Loves his uh, sport, does Harry. And a regular listener uh, wherever uh, he is. Good in on the you, world. Harry. You did well. Uh, Luke's in. Oh, I'm just wild about Harry. Sign of the Times, by the way. Very good song. Uh, Luke in Preston. Uh, Lukey, hey, there's a bit going on in the world of F1. I've started watching uh, Drive to Survive again. Started, First episode. Yep, yep. Not sure I'm into it this year. Why? Because we're, I don't know. We'll explain that later. We'll have a chat. Luke, good afternoon to you, Shags. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I hope you're well. You too, Going brother. well. What, what do we need to know from the weekend? So testing has wrapped up. Uh, started on Thursday night. Our time finished Saturday night. So three days worth of testing, but... There's a bit of negativity out of there um, around the Australian Oscar Piastri. So, oh. unfortunately, the McLaren doesn't look good this year, boys. It it was the least amount of laps covered in all of testing. So, in the three days, they did the least amount of uh, amount of laps combined by far. And Oscar Piastri was actually the second slowest Eesh. time uh, in the McLaren as well. Mm. So, it actually looks like quite a good 
a good uh, a good way out for Daniel Ricciardo, to be honest, because I think the McLarens aren't going to be too strong, uh, especially because round one's this weekend. So I don't think they're going to be up there for the first couple of races, that's for sure. Hopefully they can bounce back by the time we get to Australia in round three, uh, which is the end of March. But yeah, at the moment, they didn't look too good. But topping the times were the Red Bulls of Sergio Perez. Um, and Lewis Hamilton and the Mercedes looked quite strong again. So they look like... They'll be in pretty solid contention this year as well as Ferrari. But, yeah, unfortunately, McLaren, I don't see them mm. looking too good, uh, especially at the start of the season. Aston Martin looked uh, sharp, though, Andy. Good. That's good to know. They did. That's good to know, Keith. We've got to get to a break. Luke, Fernando thanks Alonso. That. We'll keep our fingers crossed for Oscar Piastri. Tradies out for Ace Gunners Australia may build to last. Uh, we're here for Berwick BMW. Book your service today at Berwick BMW. Foxtel, your mob footy live in 4K mm. Ultra HD, only on Foxtel. And the magnificent people at Anytime Fitness. Get your calls in a moment. The gurus from Chargrill's Char Char Charlie's, Charlie's mm. have just dropped a whole lot of stuff off, and I've quickly scoffed down. Oh, excuse me. You a chicken me. wing. And I tell you if, you, if you're in the market, it's new here. They've been around in Sydney for quite some time. There's over 18 franchises in Sydney. We've got the two here. One in uh, Malvern, one in Camberwell. And Andy, they if it's if you love chicken, which I do. The devil wings are magnificent. The devil wings. But if you're into the the, uh, the salad, the, the cauliflower salad, how big a bucket oh, of salad is that? And you know my favourite, the schnitzel. You love a schnitz. Here. You love oh, a schnitz. Oh, the schnitzel's off the charts. So we've... It's all been delivered. Uh, we've had a quick sample. I'll be taking the chook and the cauliflower salad. Well, I've got the, the uh, Portuguese chook, which is uh, right very nice. Yeah, you love a bit of flavour. No, but the Portuguese stuff, they seem to be able to do it just with a little... The, the flavouring there that Chargill Charlie's put it's into perfect. the Portuguese number is uh, something to... Buy. That, there's a bit of that going on, I tell you. There's no doubt it about it. It is unbelievable. It's magnificent. Thanks to the boys for, here in for dropping it. Correct. They're having a go. Have a look. Get down to the one in Camberwell or in... Um, it's in... Glen Huntley Road? Glen Ferry Road. Glen Ferry Road. And Road. Prospect Hill Road in Camwell. Uh, so Brilliant. There it is, Chargrill Charlie's. Uh, let's get back to your calls. Garth's in Woodville Park. Hey, Garth, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks, gentlemen. Have another good week. Thank, Thank you. You, you too, Garth. Garthy. I've got a rock for you, Andy, for going to that Harry Stoll concert. Mm. Well, Thank you. I, I wanted know, to I go. Know, I know as a father I've been to two Taylor Swift concerts. Love her. I'm six. I'm six foot six and late forties, and I was so out of my depth. I just grabbed my daughter's hand mm. and I hung under it. I said, "You're not leaving me." <laughs> no, I had the bride, hey. had the bride mm. with me as well, uh, Garth. So that we, we, there was strength in numbers, mm. but uh, it was it was an eye opening experience. Garth, do you get a little? I know when I've been to some concerts, uh, when you're sitting down and you're on the the lower level, or even if you're up in the stands. I've been in both, and because we are bigger units, like I'm six seven, I feel a bit orcs standing up and, and sort of shaking around because... You say orcs. I feel a bit awkward. Right. Is that because that's what the kids say? The kids right. say orcs. Yep. But but I feel a little that way because I'm going to be blocking. I'm like a sight screen you standing are. up. You now, are. What, are you allowed to or not? Garth? The second time I saw it at Etihad Stadium, there were 60,000. Mm. We were about 20 metres from the stage on the ground. And mm. they had chairs. And I looked around behind me and there was these four... People about five foot. <laughs> and I thought, yeah. I thought, well, bow. I said, well, I paid my money too. So that's it. Yours. And as soon as the music started, up I went. And that's I don't it. know what they saw, but gee whiz. I thought, well, we're all, we're all human. We all got to think. 
Yeah, well, that's, that's why. That's, that's, that's you don't why ruin it for others, though. No, but that's why we're able to. God gave us the ability to move, or whoever invented us. Well, you know, whichever way you look at packed, the creation. Andy. You know, I don't want to upset anyone, but. Um, 40,000, not like you just go pick your spot. Well, unless you're in the mosh pit, and I don't think Garth's in the mosh. Well, it becomes a mosh when you're down on shoulder. the bottom. James, thanks for your call, mate, and appreciate the strength in numbers. James is in Greensboro. Good afternoon to you, mate. Mm-hmm. How are you, boys? Good, I Jimmy. Like where there James you go, bros. Go uh, um, congratulations to uh, Jason Castagna on a uh, big career, three yep. premierships. Well done. Uh, does this open a spot for Quinton Narkle? Do you reckon he was probably a bit lucky to miss out on that uh, final list spot? Does this give him a uh, opportunity? Well, uh, yes, it does. He signed for Essendon in the VFL. So that means Richmond can't sign anyone now until the mid-season draft. So there's oh, clarification. That's stiff. There's clarification. Well, the, the is that suppl- a fair rule? Well, that's the rule. And opportunities us. opened up before the, the start supplementary of the season. signing period ended on Feb 15. So I, was, I wasn't sure of the closure yes. of that date when we had that uh, earlier call. So, uh, no, that's when the window... So Narkel just has to apply his trade now in the lower levels. Are you happy that that rule? Well, some would like... To have the thing wide open, have the window open all the time. Well, season hasn't started. No. And it's just a, a week or two is a difference. And I'm not sure what the purpose of that. Oh, I guess it's to, so you don't, so those lower leagues aren't going to get There's a bit of that. There's the a bit way. of that. They just get pillaged in the middle of the year. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But they're the rules. They're the rules that we live in, wow. exist uh, in at the moment. But would he be the one? Would he? He'd be. He'd, he'd be. He'd be on the. Uh, he'd be on the radar of any club looking for a crafty small forward who can push into the right. midfield. No doubt about that. Who never ever learned to read or write so well, but he could play a guitar just like a ring. Well, so can Harry. Oh, that's what I learned about Harry Styles the other night. He can do it all. He can dance. He can sing, and he can play the guitar, and he can have a yak. Uh, fantastic show. Uh, great to have you with us this Monday afternoon. Berry BMW, uh, Foxtel and Anytime Fitness. Uh, great to have them on board. Back to your calls in a moment. I've got a challenge for you throughout the day. Uh, this goes for you as well, Keith. Mm-hmm. The Australian women's cricket team, I've been banging on about them for a long time. I, I know others have as well. They uh, complete the three-peat in the uh, T20 World Cup overnight in another fantastic game of cricket. They had the South Africans under control a long way out, but it was a Pretty gutsy effort by the home side. They're just outclassed by the Australians. They now hold uh, the T20 World Cup, Mm -hmm. the ODI World Cup, Com Games for the first time gold medal. Mm -hmm. They've won three of these. They win more than they lose this team. Have we ever had a better national team in in any sport, not Mm. just in cricket? uh, Has Australia ever had a better national team? Than the women, this this version of the women's cricket team, they have been dominant, absolutely in an, in an expanding marketplace. By the way, women's cricket is growing quite rapidly. The quality, um, they dominate. No, they do. It's a question without notice, but uh, they they'd definitely be right up there, wouldn't they, with oh. their record? Twenty eighteen, they won the. So for that period of time, they've, this is their third, third consecutive, and it's the second time they've done that. That's right. So uh, it's. A dominant performance, and it's yeah, I can't. I'm no, just no, no, you don't to have think. to. You don't have to come up with an answer. I'm throwing it out there. You got all you got the rest of the show to figure it out. Mm. Um, it's very difficult I to thought, compare uh, different sports, different areas. Just different ask time. you for the most successful. I'm not asking you to compare anything. I'm just saying, oh, have just we had purely on the data? Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Have we had a more dominant and more successful national sporting team mm. than our women's cricketers? I, I suspect we haven't. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. 
0433 if you want to send through your text on the 40 Winks temper text. Al's in Airport West. He's jumped on the talk back line for play King Island's Pure Links golf courses. G'day, Al. G'day, Andy and Andrew. How are you, fellas? Good, thanks, very Al. well, mate. Well, it's um, fitting that it's a, uh, the King Island talkback um, uh, call because uh, I'm actually calling about uh, how good uh, the fact is that I'm hopping on the plane with you two fine gentlemen on Sunday afternoon. You're coming down, bro. Uh, I am, mate. I, I was the, uh, one of the lucky winners uh, late last year, and JJ uh, ran the quiz, so I wait. One back in uh, December. Uh, We're looking forward to having you on the plane, El. That's right. That's, uh, that's right. The uh, the boxing is, fellas. Have you seen the uh, weather forecast? Oh, uh, no, I have no. not. I hate the rain on all of our parades, but it's uh, not looking good. Oh, Thunderstorms okay. and a lot of wet rain. So, so, El, you, me and Gazy and a couple of others, we are part of Team SEN and we will be taking on Team King Island in a head-to-head that I've just found and out you know about. And what we will be doing? We won't be winning. But regardless of the conditions, we will power through. We will power... Oh, Oh, if, Derm, if Dermot is listening, mm-hmm. he came down last year yep. when we went down. The conditions we played through were heinous, <laughs> and yet heinous. it was still a magnificent experience. Yeah, wind blowing you off your feet, mm. uh, mixed Windy. in mixed in with some uh, sleeting rain, but it didn't matter. It mm. didn't ma- did not matter. It was sort no. of part of the fun of the fair. So, Al, bring your A game. We're all part of the team. The King Island locals. They grow up in these conditions, Cliff. Mm. They know how to get their golf ball around in these tricky conditions. Well, the conditions will be same for everyone, so well, we'll just, it'll be just the better golfers. You're, that... a, you're a six foot seven mainlander who will be getting hit by a lot of wind. Mm. So uh, you're in real trouble. Uh, New Zealand all out for 483, 257. Uh, Leach ends up Testy. with five. Testy, Leach, Andy. Leach ends up with five for 157. Do they come out baz ballish and just go whackety whack? Well, don't hold change? back. Why would they change? Well, it's, this is the big challenge. We haven't seen it in this sort of uh, environment for quite some time. So mm. let's see what they do. It's going to be absolutely fascinating. Hey, Andy, uh, there's, there's been some suggestions off the temper text machine. Mm. Wonderful bed, the temper bed as well. They've got a new model coming out. Uh, but the, the uh, hockey ruse, now I don't know, it doesn't give us any detail. We need a bit more detail about when they uh, dominated. Uh-huh. Dates and what they actually won. Well, we can probably Google that. The Commonwealth Games netball team goes okay, apparently. Yeah, now, again, yeah, I don't know. Well. No, they do. They go pretty well. They've had a a period where they've reeled off three in a row. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know. I need world championships. I need world well, championships, netball, world cups and gold medals. That's what we're talking about with the Australian women's team. Right. They win things. Mm. They win everything. So these teams that have been bowled up, give me... Olympic gold medals and World Cups. Mm. That's what I need. Don't just throw teams at me. We want some data. Okay. Joe's in Cheltenham. Good afternoon to you, my, Joseph. My family will get back to you. <laughs> right. Good afternoon. I'm speaking with uh, Andy Ma. Yes, Jojo, you are. Is that the Andy Ma, the new Marino voice of Scottish football? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Here we go. Keep going, Joe. I'm liking what I'm, I'm hearing. I'm enjoying uh, this. Look, I am, I am, you are a voice of the people, and I'm sure you're well across the results of this morning, but yes. I just wanted to call out. The mighty Ange ball kept rolling on this morning. Another trophy in the cabinet. But our boy, I'm a bit worried about. He looked pretty dreadful, mate. I think you might be on the money. He, he sort of kept slapping at his chest where the Celtic badge was. He might have a 
a heart problem, but he looked really dreadful, mate. I think we need to divert that. Who are you talking about? No, no, it's Edge after he won. He had the jacket with the badge. What are you getting? What's your point, Joe? What what are you saying? That what what, what are you saying? What what, I just need to work out what your actual point is here. Uh, He's he's clearly wanting out of of Glasgow, mate. He looks like he's having a dreadful time of it. The fans hate him. Right. I know you want him out. You've got your your sources, (laughs) Andy, but um, I dare say he's going to be around for a little bit longer with the uh, the greatest club in the world, mate. Joe, let me ask you. Joe, let me ask you this: If you arrange Postecoglou now, Mm. right? If you arrange Postecoglou, let's say you get the three peat this year, you win the league, the cup, and the championship, right? You've got what is that? That'd take it up to five trophies in two years for Glasgow, for Celtic, if a Premier League position became available to you after that, would you take it? I wouldn't. Here's the Champions League to be worrying about next year, my friend, and I think any coach wants to crack at the absolute Come best. Come on. Um, and, and, I mean, mm. the Premier League, the grand Potter, right? He He's moved on to Chelsea and they're spitting him out really fast. So I think he'd be very selective with the club he takes on next. Um, so um, I think he's will be around for a couple more years in all seriousness. All right. Well, let's wait and see, Joe. In fairness, Andy, when, yeah. uh, as good as they are and terrific work that Rain, that uh, Celtic and the Rangers, for that matter, have done in that league, when was the last time either of them did anything in the Champions League? Is no, it, they is don't. It, oh, I don't know. I, I'm no, not being don't. that. I don't, Celtic, I don't know Celtic the Celtic won it that. in about 1960. No, no but I mean. Whether no, they being don't. They don't. They don't get that. Competitive. What? No, they're not. They, mm. they don't, it's getting out of the group. So realistically, Ange, if you believe Joe, I know Ange, what Joe's that saying. Goal Joe, that he has, yeah. that Ange, it's it's really an unrealistic goal. Is that what? Well, you would believe on to win the championship. No, well, no, but just to it's be competitive, it is no, incons- not to win it, but to be a real contender. A, a, a no, no, they'll never be a contender. contender the right. right. The best that the best it's, and I love Celtic. Mm. The best they could ever hope to do is get out of the. Get the out of the group. Round, yeah, get the out of the group. group. Get into mm. the knockout phase. That, that's the best they could realistically ever hope to do. Mm. I would suspect, Keith, that if and I got another phone call from the bloke this morning saying, "Stand your ground. It'll be it'll be out at the end of the year, right?" So we'll wait and see. I'm just reporting to Joe and others what I hear from somebody who's been on the money in the past, particularly Finger on come, the pulse. Particularly when it comes to this, is the guy mm. that told me he's leaving Japan to go to Celtic in the first place, so mm. he knows what he's talking about. Yep. Now, ultimately, and and the one thing you do know, listening to Postacoglu, he loves Celtic. He loves the supporters. He loves the connection. He loves their passion, and he loves winning. And he's got it all. He's got it all there. But I think he's ambitious, and um, and I think he, I think he knows where the big fish. Swim, and I think he wants to be in the deep end of the pool, and we'll wait and see. Mm. Uh, Jordan's in. It's twenty to four already. Jordan's in. Uh, Mentone has jumped on the line. Good afternoon to you, Jordan. Good afternoon, boys. How are we? Very Good, well, thank, thank you, you, Jordan. Uh, boys, just letting you know. Did you see T-Bet Tundavella champion Brett Coletta, young Victorian, coming on the show later on? Jordan coming. Oh, well, we oh, hope we hope he is anyway. We hope he is. Probably somebody there, the young Victorians. I think he'll be a good player. 61 in the final round Brilliant. and then stands up in the final player. I remember there was a, a there was an Australian Open at uh, the Australian Golf Club about five years ago I was covering. And I think he was in a group with Minwoo Lee and Curtis Luck. There were three young Australians playing together. And we're having a chat about on, on air who, who we think's going to be the, the one with the most game at the end of it. And a couple of the people said Brett Coletta. Now, he's, he's, he's had a couple of tough years over in America trying to, you know, fight his feet through COVID and all the rest of it. I think there's a lot left in this young fella, and that might be a real launch pad for him. Uh, it's a massive rocks. Mike's in Geelong. Good afternoon to you, Mike. 
Oh, g'day, boys. How are you both going? Very good, well, thank, thank you. you. That's good. I've just got a rocks and a pox for you, if I could do so. Far away. Just, uh, I'm just going to say with a pox, um, just you touched on earlier about Paddy Cummings um, with his mother and all that, but it's just a pox for the old keyboard warriors out there not being able to decipher between a supporter of a cricket team and someone's family. So the bloke's mum's, you know... He's gone home to be with his mum and people just need to take that step back to realise why he's gone, not because things are going bad in India, it's because he yeah. needs to be with his family. No, yeah. Bit of, of perspective, course. Mike, absolutely, yep. And my rocks is to one Andrew Gay standing right there who saved me a ton of time watching the All-Star game the other week. I was <laughs> going to go home and watch it, yep. but after hearing how bad it was, I decided it was against my good judgement to actually watch that. No, you did. It's a, a wise decision because it was uh, garbage. And some of the points, uh, before we went on the air, I was watching the Portland game and Damien Lillard had uh, 40 at the half time. With a couple of minutes into the last quarter, he already knocked over 50. There is some scoring going on, Andy, in the NBA. And this is not just the evolution of the game. This is the interpretation of the rules and how easier and, and what they're doing to make it easier for the offense and i'm not sure andy in any team sport you've got to find that balance between the offense and the defense yes you do love it but just some things are going don't give me the point and the shush up you've had about a thousand words to my four today so just let me finish this i'm finished now 17 minutes to four ben thompson to join us next Uncommon James and Asfur up to Zoo style. It's kicking. Uncommon James in the middle. Uncommon James grabs Asfur. Uncommon James holding on and won the Oakley plate. And look at what it means here to Ben Thompson out the back hatch. Um, he's just taking some time to compose himself and and soak it all in. It's just fantastic. Pishes there. Uh, a good racing person there in Ben Thompson. Well, we had Ben Thompson on the show on Friday and he was a fantastic company. He'd flown down from Queensland to take the ride on Uncommon Jones when uh, the Gallopers regular rider couldn't make the weight. It's an Optus yes moment and he would have been saying yes he went past that finishing post. It's his first group one and he's been good enough to join us the Monday after the spectacular Saturday. Hey, Benny, congratulations. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you very much, Andy. How, when did it sink in for you? Is it, was there a moment when it hit you that all the rides you've had and all the winners and all the unlucky ones and everything that's been part of your career, when did it hit you that I've got a group one under me alongside my name now? <laughs> it's, um, it's probably, honestly, it's still so surreal. And uh, it's really started to probably sink in now. I've, I've, I rode yesterday. I flew home Saturday night after the race and uh, had rides at the Sunshine Coast yesterday. So today when I didn't have any track work tutors or anything, it's probably really started to sink in now. But it, it didn't take long after after passing the post that like emotions really took over and I'd, um, I did just want to... I, I took my time coming back to scale and I think there was any other horses left in the mounting yard when I got back. So I just really wanted to... to Take my time, soak it in, and obviously it's it's um, it's such a, a a privilege to have to ride in a group one, let alone win one, and and um, you never know if there's going to be a next one. So hopefully there is, but I just really want to enjoy it, and the um, the emotions did hit me pretty quickly. And uh, Ben, it wasn't just the way in which you shared the moment with others. Uh, as I was watching it, I saw you embracing. Uh, is it Caitlin Hoisted? Oh, yeah, and yep. just when you get with the 
the trainer, she was the, the wife of one of the co-trainers, so I think it's Matt. Uh, just when you see the faith that they've put in you, it seemed like that is a, a big moment as well. Absolutely, Gazy, and it was yeah, super special. Stephen O'Day and Matt Hoisted, uh, they're one of my biggest supporters in Queensland and have been since so I made the move north. Uh, just over, just gone two, two and a half years ago, and Caitlin Hoisted, formerly Caitlin Lavin, she's an owner breeder of the horse uh, with her parents Peter and Tony Lavin, and um, they've been breeders and uh, for a long time. And Caitlin was a trainer in her own right too, so it was super special. And um, yeah, there were some some great photos captured, and they they owned and um, raced uh, Uncommon James's mum Pickaby, who sadly passed away only. I think three or four weeks ago. So it was um, probably hit home even more that, that obviously just the, the turn of events and it's been a very emotional month or so for the for um, Matt, Caitlin and the family and to have their biggest success on Saturday was, yeah, it was amazing. Did she, did you know that she had a piece of Pickaby's tail uh, in her hand that she, she'd taken from the horse to keep close to her? No, I had no idea. It wasn't until Saturday night I was... I was actually I was home in bed and just um, on my phone and I said to Steph, my wife, I said, I said, oh, did you have a look at this? And she she noticed it. She seen on a post that there was something written about it. But yeah, really, it was a, I guess very very it was a really nice touch and um, obviously sentimental. The the tail of Pickaby and um, it was a, I guess you could say it was a real good luck charm on top yeah, of that. Sure was. And what what does this mean for you now that you've shown that you can compete at that level and you've you've had a win? Is the expectation now that, that this is a, a big-ticket item that will open up more opportunities for you? Yeah, I hope so, Gazy. It's oh, it's one of those things, as I say, we, everybody that, that um, puts on silks and boots, you know, dreams of riding in a Group 1, let alone winning one. And um, off that feel, the feeling on on Saturday was <laughs> indescribable. It's, um, obviously, it's a... As yourself, as a as, as a basketballer, I'm sure like a, you had your childhood moments that you dream of, and and even as you get older, I'm sure you still dream of that as as mm-hmm. I do. As a, going from you know without having ridden to being an apprentice and now a senior jockey, it's I I dreamt of that moment pretty much and, until uh, until it happened on Saturday, and um, that feeling I, I I couldn't put a price on it, and to be honest, I just wanted it to happen again. So. Uh, just need a hopefully uncommon James. We can we can win at the top level again, and um, I can find a, a, another group run, run one winner along the way. Well, mm. mate, the way he won on the weekend for you, when he the way he responded when Asfura loomed up on the outside, and he gave you that kick that we talked about on Friday. Uh, he looks like uh, the world's his oyster, mate. And there's some outstanding wins still in front of that horse. Hopefully, you'll be on the back of it. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks for joining Brilliant. us on Friday. Congratulations, mate. We um, And the dog had a win too, so it made <laughs> the whole day absolutely magnificently. No, in fact, it was unplaced. Yeah, we we actually, we my, the Greyhound and Steph and I have a share and we, we got held up with the presentation um, after Uncommon James. So we ended up missing his race by just under 10 minutes. We made it for the, so we, he ran fourth. He just missed the top three and they had one other runner on the night in the group three, um, Mum and Dad, and, and he won. So it, um, it was it was a good end of the night anyway. So, but no, fantastic, and thanks again for having me, guys. Good on you, yeah, Ben Thompson, you, the rider run Common James, winner of the Oakley Plate. Faces Sarah Coit down the wicket, and she is bold. Oh boy, Busby is stopped. She's out. She's out. She's been stumped by Emma Maddox Jeeves. Can you believe this? Three balls to come. Three to win. Two for a tie. 
it's Wilson. He faces Coyle. And she hits it hard. It's off the road. It's out again. Can you believe this? Can you believe it? That is ricocheted off the outstretched hand of Sarah Coyle. Wellington, now she's hit again on the pads. And she's out. Oh, she's out. This is extraordinary. Three wickets and one run. This is the last ball of the match. It's Coyle to Mashangwe. And she hits it hard. It's up to mid-off. It's a single and it won't be enough. The Tigers have won it. They've gone back to back. Can you believe that? It was, as far as extraordinary conclusions mm. to tournaments go in any sport. Beautiful theatre. It's one of the most extraordinary conclusions mm. you will ever see in your life. It was the final of WNCL, Tassie playing South Australia. They had it in the palm of their hand, South, South Australia. Four mm-hmm. runs they needed in the last over with five wickets in hand. It's all over. It's all over. It is a procession. Hmm. Oh, for the I South- wouldn't say that. No, it, it, is, was, it is. It wasn't a procession. No, it is supposed to get them. It's a procession, Keith. Hmm. It, 99.5% of the time, when that is the case, you are winning the game of cricket. Not on Tasmania's watch. Not when Elise Villani is part of the Tasmanians. <laughs> she made a ton to get <laughs> oh, him into the position. I don't think she would, would rate it as a procession. It was extraordinary what we saw take place in the <laughs> final over of that thrilling match. And one of the all-time greats of the Australian women's game has been good enough to join us. Hey, Elise, congratulations to you and your team. How many times have you watched that last over? <laughs> <laughs> Only the ones, but I tell you what, it was very, very stressful to be a part of. And uh, yeah, look, I thought we were gone for all money, that's for sure. So, well, uh, just on, on that, because on. Andy yeah. was trying to rate it, and I'm thinking, well, surely you still think, you know, you're in with a no. fighting chance. You, no, you, you've got, haven't got a lot to defend, but you're going to. Did you actually think that, ah, we cooked here, this is a procession, as Andy described it? They, they, they... Well, I mean, when you're coming into the last over and. You know, you've only got six balls, they only need four runs, three for a super over, and they've got five wickets in the sheds. I mean, yeah, you, you're not thinking that's going to happen. You think you need a bit of a miracle there, and that's what we had. So what did you do? T- take us inside the thought process. You've got the veteran with the mm. ball in her hand in the final over. What what was your, what were your, with the plans that you set for that last over, what were your, what were your plans? Well, we just basically kept talking every ball about what, Coity wanted to bowl, what field she needed, how we thought we were going to sneak a single. Um, we just wanted to sort of take it as deep as possible, to be honest. But I don't think um, I don't think anyone sort of saw saw that coming. Um, and we just sort of spoke about Coity's best ball was was good enough. So um, yeah, just the way that she executed. That was one thing to have that plan, but she um, executed it all brilliantly as well. And everyone remained pretty calm. So um, yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> It was a very, very stressful day, something I don't want to live through again, um, but very happy that we got away with it. So when you, you're there, like, at what point did you all of a sudden go, hang on a second, <laughs> yes. we might actually be a sneaky chance. Was it after the first couple of deliveries? When did it kick in that, that uh, all of a sudden you, you felt like you, you might pull off a miracle? I, re- I reckon it was probably around the, the run out when Wilson hit it straight back to Coity and um, Coity deflected that and got wellow out. I thought, well, we're in here, we're into the bowlers. Um, and I, I actually thought we can get this to a super over and then I back us in with Ozell Lee in a super over. Mm. So that was sort of the mindset I was thinking, All right, how are we going to get this to a super over? And then in, on the final delivery, obviously got the wicket on the fifth ball. So I just sort of spoke to the group about We've got to get the ball in the hand. So so first off, you know, we want to take it to at least a super over. So out in the field, I thought they were, you know, going to probably hit it to the leg side. We had no midwicket. I thought they were probably going to, to go there and, and look for the two. Um, 
So, yeah, just sort of spoke about remaining calm in that moment. But, um, yeah, luckily enough, they only just got single and it was um, could have been even more stressful. So I'm glad that it finished right. then and there. So the run out of uh, Sarah Coit's bowling where she put the hand out and deflected, did she mean that? It, it looked, for all of us watching, it looked like she actually tried to deflect that ball back onto the stumps. Is she claiming that? No, she absolutely meant that. And Nicola Carey, I think, was at mid-on as well. And, um, you know, yesterday when we were sort of reminiscing around it, Nick was like, to Quiddy, like, mate, if you hadn't have got that, that like, I was already starting to chase after that. And that absolutely would have been four runs. So, um, no, she, yeah, she did mean it. Um, and, yeah, she's just so cool, calm and collected. But she told me on the last ball, I was like, what are you bowling here? And she goes, we're going to win. We're, we're going to the win. <laughs> and I was crazy. like, all right, mate. <laughs> I even wanted to put the keeper back. And she she was like, no, I want her up. Keep her up. I was like, all right, mate. I haven't seen you. Yeah. I haven't seen you. I haven't seen you move that fast for about five years when you picked that ball up and ran into the stumps. Well, there was no way I was letting go of that ball unless I absolutely had to because I thought I've seen so many you know times in the past where people have fumbled it or throw it under pressure, and um, then that's when the opposition gets through for a second. So I, I was starting the run, and if I had to release it, then I was going to. But, um, yeah, luckily, they just settled for the one. Yep. And what about your own form? 110 off 126. You've had three centuries in the past four, games. four innings. Yep. Uh, extraordinary uh, rich vein of form you're in. Is there some secret behind what you're going through now? It's a beautiful feeling when you're in this type of form, I'd imagine. Yeah, it is. It's, um, you know, there's there's so many highs and lows in elite sports. So when you've got the rub of the green, I guess you're just looking to hold on to it for as long as possible. But I remember speaking to the coach, Jude Coleman, during the week, and I sort of thought, I said to her, I was like, like I really hope I'm not out of runs because this is when it's going to matter the most. And, um, you know, I felt like I had a couple of good scores and I just thought there's no point getting them then and then sort of not managing to, you know, get, get any runs in the final. But, um, yeah, look, it, it's been nice, I think, of just been really present at the crease and um, you know I've had a bit of luck as well sometimes it, it doesn't go your way as a batter you can be in really good nick and not get any runs and other times as I said you get the rub of the green and when that happens you just got to hold on to that for as long as possible. Are you playing with any freedom at the moment you, you know you've I know you've, you've still got aspirations to play for the national team you know there was the WPL auction all this sort of stuff that were big really big picture stuff that was in front of you are you are you playing with a bit of freedom now? And is that being reflected in what we're seeing on the score sheet? Oh, look, I, I feel like I've been in a pretty good place um, all season in the in the one day stuff. But um, as I said, like sometimes you can feel in really good form, but you're just out of luck with the runs. So for a couple of weeks before, I guess I made that first hundred against South Australia, I felt like I was hitting the ball as well as I ever had. But um, yeah, it doesn't always result in runs. But I guess the the secret for our team is that I've got, you know. And then sort of, um, like, I'm just very happy with where the team is at. And I feel like if, if someone fails, someone else will step up. We've got tremendous depth in the squad. So, you know, you sort of saw that with Naomi Stallenberg. She hasn't batted as much as, um, you know, she probably would have liked. Or Zoli and Nicola Carey have been unbelievable for us. So, um, you know, it's it's much easier to go out there and bat when you know you've got a, you know, a huge um, batting lineup behind you to come. So that, that gives you the freedom to go out there and stick to your processes and understand that if it's not your day, then hopefully it's someone else's in the lineup. And the fact that uh, you're not with the girls when they're winning their their third consecutive world title speaks volumes for the, the depth of uh, Australian really cricket. Does. Andy was talking about, he can't think of a team that's been more successful. I think, our, the, I think the Australian women's team, Elise, I think it's our best sporting team ever. I can't think of one that's... <laughs> dominated 
you know, it's sport on a global scale for for longer uh, than than this team. Yeah, look, they're in. You know, they're a remarkable team, and there's been so many people that have been a part of it over so many years as well. And I think you're absolutely right. The the depth in Australian cricket is pretty phenomenal at the moment. And you know, I could easily name sort of another ten to fifteen players that you know could be playing at that next level and fit right in. So I guess that's a testament to where domestic cricket is in Australia at the moment. That everyone keeps pushing everyone to, to new levels and um, it just allows for sustainable success um, at that next level. And there's been yeah, so many people a part of that Australian journey, but absolutely it's um, pretty inspiring to, to see um, just how well the Australian women's cricket team is going. And were you, up, were you, were you watching it? Did you, did you tune in? Look, I've got to be honest, I was pretty exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> so I was recovering last night. I think I was asleep by 8pm. 8, 8 <laughs> yeah, understandable. Well, well done on all of your contribution to the national team, and hopefully there's more to come. Obviously, uh, we we thank you for that. But uh, to be part of that WNCL final on the weekend and to close it out in the um, in the manner you did that that will not be forgotten for a long time to come. Uh, to you and your teammates, well played. Uh, thanks for coming on for a bit of a chat. Thanks very much for having me. Good on you, Elise Villani who's been a superstar of Australian cricket for so long. And, ah, brilliant. Uh, it was remarkable stuff. Uh, they started to crank it up here, the English, uh, under uh, Brendan McCallum. Not quite maniac sort of baseball type stuff at the moment. Close. Uh, it's getting there. They're number 27 and they're starting to roll along here. Crawley 18 off 24, Duckett 9 off 17. So they're starting to just free themselves up a little bit here. Uh, they've got about six or seven overs to go. <laughs> and they're just oh, swashbuckling. Duckett just hit one over the rope for six, I think. Yep. Yep. He's hit a six. So it's away. They're away. It is uh, It is staggering mm. to watch. Well, he's had 18 balls, faced 18 balls, so it's time to open up. Most teams, Keith, with a whole day to go, <laughs> would be playing for stumps here. Just time. Just let's keep 10 in the mm. shed for tomorrow. Uh, get to stumps and we'll just uh, we'll, we'll regroup yeah. and uh, reassess from well, 12 there. 12 overs is a little tricky too because do you want to go out and do this or do you just, like you say, just agree. see it out? But uh, clearly they're maintaining their belief on the style that they want to play. What do they want to stand for? Would you and like to play for a coach who's, who frees the player to play this way oh, in, in the sport that you, if you see it, just shoot it. Like, I think it's that's the norm these days. Uh, Damian Lillard dropping seventy one. We saw the uh, the other game one hundred and one hundred seventy five to one hundred seventy six. Now, now it was, admittedly, it went to double overtime. It's only an extra ten minutes. It's not. It's not an extra game. That's them. Did you ever think you'd see scores like that in the NBA? Not not in a proper real game. Clippers v the Kings. One seventy five mm. the Clippers. One seventy six the Kings. Mm. It's just stupid. The Kings for the first time in I think seventeen or eighteen years they're going to make the they're going to make the playoffs. So team. what did Lillard do today? What was the breakdown of his uh, well, performance? Damian Lillard he just went he just went bunter. Well, this is a rocks. Seventy. Uh, I know. Well, I had it earlier. Forty-one points in the first half. And he's come out and he's ended up with seventy-one in a win. By the way, because sometimes it can be well, we got seventy-one, but you lose in a win over the Houston Rockets. Now Houston aren't travelling all that nicely at the moment. One hundred and thirty-one. So he's had more than half the points. And uh, he was not shy from the three-point line. 13 of 22. He's had 38 <laughs> fi- but 38 field goal attempts. He shot it at 50, not 58% and 59% from threes. So perfect 14-14 from the free-throw line. So this is one of the um, – this will go down as one of the, the great – Performances in Portland Trailblazer history, no doubt. Seventy-one in. No, it's ridiculous, Keith. I'm listening to you and I'm watching the cricket. Four more for Zach Crawley. 
He's They're 20. trying to get it by tonight. He's, tw- he's just punched another one through covers off the back foot. This will take some stopping as the ball races away to the boundary. There's mm. a sweeper out there. Uh, Crawley, 24 from 27. Duckett, 15 from 18. England, none for 39. Uh, and they, they're, mm. they're into the eighth over. And they're chasing 258 at the close of the fourth day. Mm. This is not the way Test cricket has been played before. Mm. And uh, even the great West Indians, when they were dominating world cricket, they didn't play with, with a scoring rate like these blokes do. Now, I'm not comparing the two teams. Oh, trouble. Has he nicked one down league side? No. It was hard. Just he got inside. They didn't play. I'm, I'm not saying this England team is better, clearly, than that great West Indian team of the late 70s and yeah, through to the mid-90s. But... They're playing test cricket unlike it's ever been played before, particularly with bat in hand. And even with the ball in hand, when they were getting stuck around the ground all over the place by the New Zealanders, they were having fun. Yep. They've got Harry Brook bowling these dibbly-dobbly medium paces <laughs> that were just horrific to watch. He picked up Williamson down the league side, an unbelievably unlucky mm. dismissal. But they're playing cricket with a smile on their face at the moment, these Englishmen. And um, it's not, it I doesn't, never thought I'd say this. It's kind of fun to watch. It is fun to watch, but it's not... I wouldn't put it in the reckless category. Like sometimes you see people, teams doing this and you go, well, this is just reckless. They're playing proper cricket shots. It is. Yes. It's, it's like you say, it's entertaining. It's 17 past four. Rocks, Pox, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're hoping Brett Coletta, one of the great rocks from the weekend, was going to be joining us today. But that looks like it might be tomorrow now. He's, uh, he's, he's tight and emotional, mm. Brett. And I, I, you know what? It gets back to a point that I raised oh. the other day. We've got Sorry, a wicket. there's a wicket. Crawley's gone. Mm. South, Southie's got one to jag back. And he might have chopped on. I just caught, caught it out the corner of my eye. So England won for 39. Uh, Crawley, who'd been going along nicely, out for 24 off 30. It's watching oh, the replay. Good length. It's, Come back in. It's it, tucked right back. Oh, just lifted. You know what it's done? It's what? hit the top of off stump, it's Keith. Just the perfect though. delivery. Just, just clipped it. So Crawley mm. on his way. Southie gets the first wicket. And England have got one back in the shed. 18 minutes past four. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your rocks, your pox. Good calls going to the mix to join us on the flight down to King Island on Sunday night. He's got man in the middle to aim for. One of them's made up. There's Kyogo. There's the separation. And once again, it's Celtics. Little number eight from Japan. Boy, Hitate beyond him. It's Hitate across. Kyogo again. Celtic have done it. Lucky Ange. Ange Postecoglou delivers another trophy. I think it is important you enjoy these moments. Um, and I let them enjoy it uh, because, you know, you're going to ask them to, to front up again on, on, on Tuesday. And, you know, in the back of my mind, whatever's happening tonight, I know we've got St Mirren next week away, which is not an easy trip, but... If I start talking to them about that and they don't enjoy this, they're going to start questioning why they're doing what they're doing. Perfect. He is in the richest vein of managerial <laughs> form at the moment, this bloke. He brings a handful of these, these young fellas mm. over from Japan with him. They deliver. Mm. These Japanese players have been taken to the very bosom of Glasgow Celtic's supporter base. Mm-hmm. They love Postacoglu. Mm-hmm. And he's, the, you as an old coach and a player... Mm. You'd love that, wouldn't you? Hey, boys, you do. we've got, you know what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We'll see you tomorrow morning or the morning after. But go and mm-hmm. enjoy yourself because that's worth that's worth celebrating. Of course it is. Magnificent stuff. It is. And obviously a big part of it is the fact that you are winning. You can be going through these processes of building those relationships and bringing those players in. But mm. if you're not seeing that 
uh, success, then it's not being validated. All the things that Ange is talking about, it's getting validated yeah, real yep. quickly yep. that makes it easier to love the game and love the coach and love the fans because everyone's saying nice things. So mm. it's uh, it's earned absolutely with Ange because he's been able to have a profound impact in a relatively short period of no time. No doubt about that. And he's yeah. getting rewarded with uh, a trip to, to Leeds next year, That's so, which we... You've, uh, Stand by. Well, just that's just, just wait and see what happens. Okay. Ange Postacoglu hey. can certainly mm. gloat after the weekend. Celtic defeating Rangers 2-1 in that Scottish League Cup final. His third trophy as Celtic manager. Footy live in 4K HD only on Foxtel Go Ultra mm. with AFL and NRL live in that magnificent 4K Ultra HD on Foxtel. It's beautiful, Andy. If no you've question. ever switched over, a I little have. ad pops up at the top. So if you want to go and watch, yeah. you have a look and whew, it's, it's like you're there. It feels you like you can take your glasses the off. The drips of sweat. It's amazing. Coming everything. No, it's incredible. True. true. Hey, Andy, uh, here's an SMS uh, off the Temper text machine. Mm. Beautiful, wonderful betting organisation is the uh, magnificent Temper. Yes, please. Uh, did you know that We've got the Honda in the PGA. It's a big tournament. They've got very few big names. I was watching a bit of it yesterday and some different ones. But they're well, also... they took the week off after last week's. True. Yeah. True that. And this is not one of the – I don't think it's one of the 20 it's not. where they have to go and it's not. they're playing for a bazillion dollars. Uh, but this is off uh, 920. Ask this question. Did either of you fellas catch the Live Golf on the weekend? Great product to watch. And the fact it's free on the 7 Plus uh, station and the app a- and uh, live golf app. It's, I think it was being uh, branded uh, or promoted over the weekend. It was the most download app of any app mm. over the weekend. So a lot of people jumping on live, but uh, it finishes love the teams and individual events. So a lot of support from nine two zero from Live. Now I'll be honest, I didn't see it. I didn't. I haven't seen. Yeah, it was my Cobra. It was the old PGA Tour event down in Mexico. Uh, but it, it's going to take a little while for it to kick in. But it's underway, Andy. I know you haven't been necessarily a great supporter. I of just the don't whole. like. I don't like the shotgun start. I don't mm. like the fact that there's nothing attached to it, and I don't, and I don't particularly team stuff. That's okay. Mm. It's not my bag. I'm not going to tell you that to nine two zero. Mm. If you like it, go your hardest. Enjoy mm. every second of it. Please. But it's not going to win you over by the well, sound just, of I don't like the, the I don't, concept. I don't like the concept of it. No, okay. I, I like the fact that in the PJ Tour event, you're 100% mm. right in what you say about it being a, by comparative, compared to the field mm. the previous week at Riviera, it was a poor field. But you got Chris Kirk, who hasn't, wins the playoff today, mm. hasn't won for six or seven years, fighting for his relevance as a player. Because there's history and there's context. Mm. And you've got Eric Cole, whose mum and dad were both story players. Mm. Um, the old man played on the PJ Tour. His mum was a superstar on the college. There's stories and there's history. And the kid's playing in his mm. first full year, I think it is, on the PJ Tour. So there's all of that. And that's – so you've got the story and the history and context mm-hmm. – on the established tours, which we have here in Australia. I wish we had a longer tour here in Australia with our major, but there's context around our events. Mm. And you're right. It'll take live. It'll take them years. It'll take them mm. generations to build well, up, to build up a similar true. sort of story about their events, whether they're going to be around for generations. That is the great, question. Well, there was a win last week for the players on the live that uh, I think all the majors have come out now and said that they, those that have qualified, now I understand that the qualification process is going to be more difficult for those live ones, but those for Cam Smith and those that have had success in the past, that they are still going to be 
eligible to play in those major events, Andy. Yeah, so no doubt. No that, doubt. That I, is a bit of a win for well, them. I think they had a more significant loss in the courtrooms uh, with the um, antitrust lawsuit that's going on. Mm. I think they had a more significant loss. So they loss. had uh, nothing to the, see here. Uh, uh, no, they'll live. That's they'll, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. There's, no, no, there's a bit of stuff going I think I don't, I'm not going to dive into the legal weeds, but there was a, there was a finding last week that means that they have to show cause or turn up or mm. do something that we, is not what the live lawyers well, were hoping would be the case. So we'll wait and see. Mm. Let, let's see th- how it plays out. And if you love it, good luck to you. I think that, like, particularly here in Australia, uh, the fact that Channel 7 has jumped on board, yeah, apparently they're going to cover all the, the, the live events. So, mm. Seven that, plus, you see, not yeah. So yeah. that or the app. Uh, mm. So that's a, a a big win for Liv. Has only been around a, a ten minutes, mm. so it's uh, it's making some progress. Oh, I'm with you. I I hope that someday we're not talking about Liv and PGA Tour. Well, and, I just wish everyone would shut up and just play the PGA Tour. Go and play your tour, Liv. If you love it, just go and do it. Don't mm. st- just just stop groveling and, and some, begging to be taken mm. seriously. Just go and play your tour. Enjoy yourself. Mm. Knock yourself out. And if, if your tour is any good, the world will come to you. you mm. You've made your bed. Go line it. Go play your tour. Mm. But stop begging for world ranking points and stop asking for this and stop telling well, us. Stop telling us, stop telling us how good it is. I have a slightly different we'll view. We'll find it. We'll all find it if it's any good. I would like them to compete like you're talking about. Everything you're saying, I agree with. Mm. But if, they, if their tournaments have legitimacy... Let them be a part of the ecosystem of professional golf. Well, what does that and, mean? And what, what, what that means is let them play for some point. Let them, let them have well, some okay, points well, well, they, well, based on the quality of the field and the and the events that they're playing. But you realize find a way yep. to to figure that out. Now I know they're different. There's fifty four. Yeah. I understand that, okay, but just right. figure a way how to right, well, for that to fi- work so you right. can compete on a. On an even keel. Well, if somebody can figure that out, fantastic. Mm. Figure well, it out. I don't think it would be that hard to figure out, would it? Well, they're playing two. It's like it's like asking a test match to be uh, considered. All the all the rankings points that come with a test match mm-hmm. to be considered along the ranking points that come with a one day international. Oh, a, and and merging them. I'm along not sure s- that's a. I understand where well, you're they're going. Playing You've different. Take- they completely different formats of the game. Uh, not as different as you've just highlighted with your analogy, but they, yeah, they are slightly different. They are. They're, they're radically, there is a no, they're radically different. No, they're not I slightly don't... different. They're they're closed fields mm. and they're four three rounds. There's no cut. There's no qualification, mm. and they play over three rounds. Yeah, they're radically different. Oh, I don't think I wouldn't put that in the. They, they are. There are differences. Yeah, but they're not. They're not like the analogy that you've drawn. Andrew's Andrew's in Croydon. He wants to have a chat about okay. the golf. At Good. Twenty-eight minutes to five. It's spirited stuff. Good on you for being a live a live protagonist, a, a, a fan. No, I'm not. I'm, like you see, again, you're putting words. I'm just saying, I'm not. I'm not anti-live. Uh, well, neither am I. I'm, well, it doesn't no, sound no, no, like no, it. No, 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 no. I'm not. It does sound I'm, like well, you're no, anti-live. What I'm anti is the live, mm. the live bots and the live pushes, mm. telling us how good it is all the time. And and if you follow, well, that's just part it, of marketing, isn't it? Isn't that well, just, leave it, a, just let us find it ourselves, mate, and stop whinging. We well, they, they, they whinge. They're whingers. Do they? Yeah, they whinge a lot. Okay, I haven't come across. They that, do. Andrew, anyway. if you follow the social media stuff, right. this, which I do a lot, I follow a lot of golf accounts on okay. Twitter. They they do they do. Fair there's a there's oh, a bit of, there's a bit of sort of woe is mm. us about it. Okay, you got a lot of money in your pockets, boys. Mm. Go and enjoy it. Yep. And play some golf. Mm. Andrew's in Croydon. Good afternoon, mate. How are we, gentlemen? Good, yeah, thanks, good, thank Andrew. Got a question for you. Have either of you two had a hole-in-one? Yep. I haven't. Yes, I have. Okay, so 
yesterday, and, and you guys might know that the pennant season started. Yes, couldn't get on Southern because of it, but anyway, <laughs> that's how I know. <laughs> we, we, we were playing at Heidelberg yesterday, and our captain was was in his match. Um, the Heidelberg guy hit off first and hit his shot to one inch on the par three. Oh, no, don't tell me. And our captain's never had a hole in one before, (laughs) and he hit it where his ball finished a centimetre from the hole and knocked his opponent's ball in the hole. Does that count as a hole in one? I guess on the scorecard. No, it it doesn't. You've got to to replace your ball. You've got to move it as close as you can back to where it lay. Of course you do. Yeah. So you've got to take it an inch out. <laughs> That's extraordinary. Mm. So would pre- it have got, you're saying the second shot yeah, probably would have gone, would have gone in yeah. if it hadn't been marked or it wasn't there, obviously. Correct. Wow. <laughs> How many people saw this, Andrew? Uh, there was a couple of people up at the green, but the thing is, and I, and I spoke to our captain after the game, I said, have you ever had a hole in one? He said, no, I haven't. And I said, based on this, you may never get one. Oh, that is extraordinary. Yeah, well, you don't have to be dead to be stiff. Uh, Andrew, thanks for telling us the yarn. Uh, we're going to get to the news. It's 26 mm. minutes to file. I don't know where this show's gone. You're joking. No, no, I'm not joking. We're here for Berry BMW. Book oh, your service gracious. today at Berry BMW. Foxtel. Still got plenty on Footy. Oh, I've got so much stuff. Have a chat about. Not <laughs> sure there's any interest, but jeez, I'm interested. I'll be interested. <laughs> Foxtel Footy Live in 4K Ultra HD, only on Foxtel. And the magnificent, and when I say magnificent people at any time, fitness, trust mm. me. They are magnificent people. Clarko's incredible, but he's a, he's a handful. Is North Melbourne strong enough to um, you know, hold him yeah. to account, given yeah. you know, first-time CEO? No, I think, I think that's been thrown around a bit, Ralphie. And, like, in, all, in all honesty, I think it's overplayed. Like, it's certainly very strong-willed. You don't, you don't do what he's done in footy without being a strong-willed. You know, you've, you've got a sense of how things should be done. But, you know, um, part of my role as GM of footy is to, to control that. Uh, make sure he's not a bulldozer in, in his words. Uh, that due process and decision making is, is, is had. We've got a really strong president and Sonia, and they've got a great relationship. Same with, with Jen Watt has just started. So um, I think uh, communication's uh, the key, and I don't see any issue with us um, not being able to have Clarko as part of our, our team. Todd Viney speaking at North Melbourne today, uh, part of a press conference at uh, told us that Taron Thomas was back at the club today as well um, after his issues that he you know, needs to have ongoing treatment for, of course, and um, to deal with. But mm. it, it's, a, it's a fascinating conversation. I was listening to this conversation a bit late last week and over the weekend about is North Melbourne, you know, the, the support staff, the new CEO, um, you know, the president has got some health issues. She needs to battle, keep her eye on the ball as well. But is this as a collective football club strong enough to control for one of better words if there is one the coach i mean it's um it's well, an well, it's Robo, an extraordinary situation I and mean, robo wrote the piece on friday didn't Rob, he that robo was, had a, yeah. a, a a very strong piece about this and, mark robinson if you're wondering who the robo is and uh labeling clarko a bully and flat acknowledging out, flat out called him a bully correct and yep. acknowledging though that it's those characteristics of a bully that is possibly part of the reason why he's been able to, to have success and questioning whether not only the club, but the league are prepared to hold him to account. And uh, I, 
It seems like that this is going to be an ongoing watch with Clarko because of what took place before he signed, but um, since signing with, with North Melbourne yep, with yep, the whole yep, Hawthorne yep. situation. Uh, and there are those out there that, that may have axes to grind on previous uh, relationships they have with him, perhaps don't like the way he's gone about it with a ver- for a variety of different... In terms of, of personal yeah. dealings with the man. Yeah, Correct. right. Okay. For yep, a yep. variety of different reasons and as such that they may um, be taking these moments to raise what are legitimate questions, but perhaps slanted in a way that's not overly complimentary. Well, he's, he's clearly got a lot on his plate. I mean, unless you're Alistair Clarkson or Chris Fagan or Jason Bird at the moment, you don't really know what they're dealing with, you know, on a day-to-day basis. And mm. you don't know. So, so that would be a heavy, heavy burden and load to Huge. be carrying. Even if you think you are, you have wow. no, no case to mm. see here. I, my, in my heart of hearts, I believe my behaviour mm. has been uh, within the scope mm. of acceptable behaviour. You are mm. hoping that others will see it that way. So mm. you, you're living with that. Uh, and then you have, you know, the the scrum. You've got a big story breaks with one of your young players. There's a scrum mentality. It always happens. Mm. And Alistair's seen this a thousand times before. Uh, so you respond the way you did with the Channel 9 journalist, and that's been dealt with. Well, that's, and, when, that's what Robbo's story was. That, that's that right. That was the, the, the crux of but, his story but, about but, how in which the league and the club – uh, uh, was dealing with that. But here's the thing, Andy. Because I've got a thing too. You go with your thing. Well, first. here's the thing. And I, and I don't know him well, uh, but I've had conversations with him. enormous regard for the man. Incredible. Yep. I wish he, like. As people in footy do. What he was being able to achieve. And uh, I, I really question what happened to him with, with Hawthorne. But you move on from, from that. And all the players that either come into this studio or I have the opportunity to talk to, they cannot be more glowing with the humanity of the man mm. and the way in which that he treats people that yes, he's absolutely trying to extract the app, the, the best out of the players and he'll go about it in a, in a, a very determined way. Yep. But, uh, they're all, none of them that I've spoken to, and it's certainly not all of them, but none of them I've spoken to, uh, question the humanity. And that's the thing that, that sticks out to me that right now, the narrative that's been put out there is not that, is that, that, that this guy is very successful, but the methods that he use is, is questionable. So it's hard. That's to, the narrative that's being put out there. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And it's hard then to rationalize what people that live with him day in, day out for extended periods of time say, uh, uh, to what, you know, a story like Robbo would put out there, which I don't question Robbo. He, he's been well, he's, around this cape for yeah, a long time. Absolutely. And he, he's entitled to have his opinion, that, and I'm sure that opinion comes with some lived examples. So I'm not I'm not being critical of him, but there is this contradiction that I see out there when it comes to Clarko that it's um, it's hard sometimes to, to figure out, well, what – probably like it is with all stories, probably somewhere in the middle he's, in, he's, in lies it, the, it, the actual character of the he, man. He's not a mild – Human being, Alistair Clarkson. He is a. He's got a. But he's not without compassion. No, 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 no. no I would never mm. suggest that for one second. But there's huge. There's clearly a lot of. There's broad range mm. between Clarko. He can be aggressive, and we've seen it. You know, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. But clearly, the compassionate side of what uh, you're talking about and experience sits at the other end of it. Mm. In between the huge scope of what makes the man who he is. Yes. 
uh, is the success that he's had. And, and North Melbourne knew what they were getting. North, North Melbourne knew what they were bringing in. They were mm. bringing in a man who does like to do it his way mm. as a coach. And he does like to um, put his imprint on a football department. Mm. And you know why? Because it works. Mm. He's seen it work. Yes. So do it my way mm. and it'll work. And if I'm wrong, you fire me. That's what will happen. But I want to be right. held accountable under my terms. That's right. Don't don't impose restrictions if you're going to hold me accountable for the win losses. Let me do it my way. And if I fail, you make your decisions. Particularly at fifty five years turns fifty five in April this year. Don't I think it's fifty five. Don't bring me in at mm. fifty five. Don't mm. bring me in and expect me to be someone else. Mm. This is who I am. You know who I am. You know what you're getting. Mm. Let me go to work. If there's going to be some bumps in the road, we'll deal with them on the way through. There was that with Taron Thomas and the press, and we're dealing mm. with that. There's all the other matters, and we'll wait to see how that plays out. It's 16 minutes past. I do. I do think that going in um, with a little more uncertainty would be better for the fans and sort of more interesting for the people that um, study the game. Certainly less certainty, but I think that's one of the things the AFL have tried to do over the last four or five years, is kind of um, you know add to um, the chaos, if you like. Um, make make it harder to um, really control the game um, from the coach's box. So more frustrating for us, but um, I, I get the hypothesis that that would be a good thing for the game. It's chaos. Absolute chaos. I think I'll go home and have a few beers. So clearly Rod put that last bit on. It was great to have Jerry yeah. back today uh, and Chris Scott, Geelong coach, join him on the show. Fantastic chat. Uh, broad footy issues discussed, not just Geelong, but state of the game and you wanted the interview to go for longer and you can find it all at sen.com.au. That point that he made uh, about let's go inside unseen, let's have a couple of scratch mates. His point he was making Mm. was we're so red, we're having a go. We're we're all boots in in Mm. these practice games we're playing. And we're picking our best teams available and and we might play six or eight quarters or periods, Mm. but for the first four of those, we're really sort of having a go in our match format, in our game day format for round one. That's Mm. what we want to have a look at. And his view was, so if we're going with our best team and we're actually sort of pushing pretty hard, why don't we just extend the season? Mm. Why don't we extend the season, give the players more football, give the fans more football? If we're going to televise the thing, mm-hmm. let's make it for points. And I don't mind it. Mm. I, don't, I don't mind. I'd love to hear from um, people whether they have a view on that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Well, would but what I, I got a little – I wouldn't say I got confused, but I sort of was – thinking that, no, no, he actually would enjoy the preseason games, but with this quest that the AFL is having to make it uh, less influential by the coaches, that this is yet another vehicle that they can do. And if that's the case, well, let's go ahead and Mm. play the extra games um, in order to to help that cause. I I think most coaches, though, would like one or two preseason games just to – put into practice what they've been doing and find out the areas in which you need to tweak. When you do it against your own, your yeah, own of course. who 100% know what the, 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 the game plan is, mm. it, you don't always get the type of evidence that you have even in a practice game environment. So I would think that most coaches want, would like at least one game against a different opponent in order just to have a look at those things. And, and even if it's those like we saw with Hawthorne and Geelong and a few of the other teams where it's those... I will play six, yeah, six yeah, yeah. periods yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just so we can test it. I, I, I don't know in any, well, unless I'm misunderstanding hmm. and you think he's saying, I don't want practice oh, games. Oh. 
I'm not sure it was as yeah, as re- clear cut as that. I reckon he almost came out. That was what I was hearing. Now, mm. I, I may have been but hearing. But I think he's only saying that on the basis, well, this is what the AFL are trying to do. They're trying to take control out of the coaches. No, I think he he said as a coach, so mm. there, he put two hats on. Right. As a, as a fan who likes talking about the footy on the Monday morning, mm-hmm. let me just see it without having any um, disclosed form. Right. But clearly, when he takes that hat off and put the coach's pack hat on, coach's right. hat back on, he's speaking mm. from the position that you've just illustrated. Mm. Uh, play King Island's Pure Golf Links courses talk back. Pab's in Bondi. I don't know whether you want to talk about this or something else, Pab, but welcome to the show. Yeah, I've just got my two cents to chip in, boys. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, um, practice matches and all that kind of stuff was back in the days when footy players weren't full time. They're now full-time, so I reckon I'm with you guys. Start the season a couple of couple of weeks early and, uh, and, and get it going. Mm. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who'd like it. Mm. The old broadcasters would like it, and I'll tell you what, I reckon fans would like it. What about this, Andy? What about if you had those practice games, yep. but, okay, you might open the gates and have some fans in there, but, but make it a rule that you're not going to televise them. Is that, is that the point that you're trying to make? No. You want that really clean start from a – every game that I'm going to watch on television and promote is actually for real and for points as opposed to having these and I'm watching these practice games that mean nothing? Oh, I think, I think yes, the, to the former point you raised. We've got, we've got to get to a break. We've got to get okay. to, Julio's going to jump in after five. We'll take a whole lot of calls on this. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Do you like the idea of just scrapping the practice games? And if you want to get wound up and go, let's go a couple of weeks early. Paul, well, about to join us. I am pleased to report that Renee did not walk away. No. And she's stuck around because uh, we're keen to hear what she's got to say. Keen to hear what you've all got to say, by the way, about Chris Scott's sort of, you know, this sort of premise that maybe footy would be better served by just ditching the formal part of the preseason. Mm. Just play, If you want to play, just play an let's, extra couple of games. Let's bounce it. Renee, what do you think? Mm-hmm. I actually Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year, Renee. And, and to you, too, Renee. Um, it's uh, gone so quick, hasn't it? It um, has. No, look, I, I really, I really love the preseason, and the reason why I do is it sort of it makes that build up. You know, you really can't wait for the real season. I think it's really good for most of the coaches that they control an error in some of the players, like out of position, to see where players. You know, some players. Are, I mean, look at Jeremy Howe, for instance. You know, started as a forward, ended up a backman. I'm not saying that that was practice games that did that, but it just gives coaches a little bit more leeway to decide who goes where. Mm-hmm. And, and I quite like that idea. And I also like the idea because when that first bounce happens, oh, my heart is just so happy <laughs> in the real season. I love it. Renee, thank you. You've given us some grist for the mill here. So mm. thanks for joining I, I us. I think Renee made some outstanding points there. But Julio, good afternoon. Good afternoon, boys. But isn't the heart beating more. anyway? Oh, no, it's beating more. Have you seen it? Nothing. And isn't there a bit more, isn't a bit more kind of fun if you hear a bit of, you know, oh, they've been trying Jeremy Howe's a wing right. in the intra club games and you get to round one. Not, and if, you're co- not if you're a coach. Well, bad luck, about mate. The bad luck. They've got a whole you, summer to get them ready. They play against each and, other every session. But and, don't you, but that's not a true test. Don't you, wouldn't you rather your team to be 
more prepared rather than experimenting in the but first But every club's club. in the same position. Exactly. No, and, and, and don't, is, tell don't me. you get better football when you've got your teams nope. better prepared? I don't no, think so. No, no guarantee of that at all. Not on this one, I don't No think. guarantee of that at all. Well, no and, guarantee, but you've, you've got a better chance when you're more prepared. But don't you like – but footy teams are adjusting on the run throughout the just season. Just don't watch it if, you don't, if you're not interested in this stuff, then just Okay, well, that's a different argument. No, let's, deal with, let's deal with the point that you raised just then. Yes. Are you telling me that – once you get to round one, clubs just do the same thing all year, do they? That is, that's what of they, course what, they don't. Whatever they dish up in round one, they've tried it for a couple of practice matches. You get to round one, and that's just what you're going to roll with them. No, well, that's a, just a ridiculous well, comment. Well, of course. So, so it's a ridiculous comment that you've made in the first place, Kirk. No, it's not. Of course. They, they adjust all the way through the but season. But there are certain things you're going to put a line through where you ha- might have these very, very good intents with some ideas. But then you see it, and through practice, you go, oh, well, maybe. You, and then you well, see so you, a couple of practice games, you go, nah, put it to well, text so you, around. So you give it up after a couple of practice games. If it's, Don't you have the courage and your conviction? So, no, this, well, I'm sticking well, with this. This is going to work. Well done. It hasn't worked early, not, not but if it'll get there. Not if you're competing for a flag. If you're just run-of-the-mill stuff and you, you're just still figuring things out, well, then maybe. But if you're one of the teams at the very pointy no, end. You got in there, Julio. Yeah. There's no getting. No, you got him. Oh. Yeah, snooking him. What do you think the... TV networks would think. Oh, they would absolutely Frotho. crawl over Froth. themselves to get an extra couple of I, games. I'm, I want to watch round one. I want to turn on. I've seen nothing of Will Ashcroft. I've seen nothing of well, Harry Sheasel. That's a different Sheasel. argument. I've seen nothing of Tim Taranto but as a Tiger. But just don't show it then. If, if, that's what you're, if that's what you're trying to achieve, then you get the best of both worlds, don't you? You get the coaches and the teams to prepare a little bit more uh, than what they would without them. And then if you don't put them on television... Then no one's seen them anyway, except Aren't for we better a off few having a couple of extra that... rounds of the real stuff. Possibly, mm. possibly. So then, oh. if if you agree with that, then something has to give. Well, that's no. You can do both. Well, no, you're just extending out the whole. No, you're not. No, you're not. So you want you're, an extra. You're going to play the extra two, but just don't play. Don't show any of the other stuff. We... And then that's that figures in the, the two weeks prior to the first game. You're still going to have a couple of tests. Like I said, it might be a, a six-period game or, or, or it might be some of those ones that we've seen that's not televised, but you still get to see it and oh, assess you... some of the action prior. Well, that's your view. Mm. I, I like the – I like the as much mystery and uncertainty as we can – chaos was the word that Chris Scott used. I think it was chaos. I think a lot of players would like <laughs> the opportunity chaos. to play in a practice game as well. Mm. Well, I don't know about that. No, I'm not sure about that. Are you serious about that? I not, think not there the are some. Blokes. No, I think the the very, very pointy end, maybe – listen, we've been there, done that. You know what you're going to get from me. I know what I have to do. This is not what I need. Yeah. But below that, the next 75%, they absolutely want to see it, to, to demonstrate what they can do, an opportunity to show that whether this is the right role for me or not, all those things. Well, fortunately, they've got the VFL or the SANFL or the mm. Waffle or the uh, whatever competition they might be playing well, in and on the training the twos. track. I think, they want, I think players would rather play. And this is Chris Scott's point that he made with Jared today. Mm. Players would rather play games. Of course. Proper games. I'm not saying. I'll add the extra two games. We, the point we're making is, is do you want any form of preparation in relation to practice yeah, games? Well, they, they practice against one another. But that's and not they, a true You know what they used to do back in the old days? Mm. They used to go and practice against South Australian teams. Mm. Okay. They go we're and, talking about practice, They do all that man. sort of stuff. Not they a game. Would, they'd go and play these no. crazy practice games. We're talking practice about games. practice, man. As Dennis Pagan said, they're like dancing with your sister. Mm. Well, that's right. No one wins. Have you made up your mind based on any of those practice games that you've seen so far? Oh, I on don't anything? read one iota into anything. 
Mm. Nothing. Have you, Keith? Nothing. Uh, I, I guarantee you this, Keith. I'll guarantee <laughs> you, you this. You Tell the truth here. Tell your I, truth. I, I guarantee you this. Coaches would have made up no, their, no, I'm talking their mind you. about certain things. Oh, that is no. absolutely no. ridiculous. Coaches would have made up oh. there's some small things that right. they go, listen, I've, I've Not seen week, this. Not in, last weekend's I've game. seen this in, in real life now. You've got Mate, to be joking. Is... On a 35-degree day. Have learned a so lot. you reckon Sam Mitchell has gone down to Geelong on a 35-degree day with a howl. Oh, only because we were there. Mm-hmm. The game's only just finished. That's a, how long it went for. On a day with a howling northerly. And no. you reckon he's gone. He's worked on these things all pre-season. And he's played the Premier at Geelong no. in a 35-degree day. We'll get oh, rid of that. You're an idiot. Is that, hang on. He's an idiot. Is that what you just said or no, not? No, I haven't. You what just I'm said, saying what is... What did he just say? You just said they would have put a line through certain things that they tried to practice. No, not put a line. I said they would have learnt from those things. You're saying you, you they said, haven't learnt. No, no. You said put a get line through. Get the tape out, please. Mm, I heard put a and line through. There, there, there might be through. some things that they have put a line through. But I think most you of the time... Again. You said it again. Well, there might be. You said it again. But most of the time, it would be the subtlety say, here, we were working on this. Look, I can see the makings of it. But you know what? We're going to have to spend more time. Yeah, that's what you practice for. On this, but that, it's not always revealed. Just because you just put you... a line of through <laughs> a few things, <laughs> watching Hawthorne. I tell you, don't now put that onto no. the coach. Now we're where we need to be. No, there was. There We've was... arrived at the nexus. You were unhinged at times <laughs> in that practice game. No, there was certain good things and bad that that clearly there needs to be some attention to detail. Giving and that's Steve what Hocking like. the bird after that's the first goal was extraordinary your stuff. Your attention to detail. <laughs> sure, I couldn't quite believe that. Your reaction when Jarman Ibby kicked that first oh, goal. Oh, how is that? And you turn straight to the Geelong <laughs> oh, no, I take that back. I yeah. just got <laughs> Would you like to apologise, I do. I'd like to apologise. Oh, boy. Because I got excited. But it was early on and it was a slick piece of play. <laughs> yes, Andy. it was. It was very slick. No, it very was. slick. Right. This is the coolest night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for Simmons Homes, boys, our sports update, the great Australian build. Interesting or not, a bit of a scary story on the weekend with Noah Bolter. This is a terrible story. He was story. struck coaching uh, the Croatian men's team in the 2023 Nations footy tournament, and that was down at Altona North. Thankfully, he's okay. He's been checked by Richmond today. Uh, we'll return to training tomorrow, so no sort of head injury or anything like that. Mm. So what happened? There was a blue on the ground. Is that what happened? I think was there it? was two blue. There was, yeah, there was, that, there was actually two blues on the day. There was another one involving one of the women's matches. So, right. yeah, a bit disappointing. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, very I'm glad he's okay. Hey, yeah. uh, gather round's going okay. Adelaide and Carlton sold out already. Carlton. news. Big ticket item, you know. Well, given Carlton's never won at the stadium, mm. Adelaide's probably going to be beauty. Let's get, yeah, along. Well, they, Let's get along and get another four me, points. Right in front of me. Not only that, they have played some absolute poo on that ground. Like, really dished up some <laughs> shocking. Oh, your mate. Cost you a final spot Some last dreadful Carlton. football they played on that ground. Mm. And I don't quite understand why. Mm. Now, if you're just joining us, Jason Castagna retiring today. 26, 134 games, 127 goals. 92 out of 95 matches between 17 and 20. And he and Dustin Martin, the only players at Richmond in 17, 18, and 19 to kick 25-plus in each of those three years. So, yeah, an impact. How do we, of course he did. How are we going to remember, if this mm. is it, how do we remember the career uh, of Jason Castagna? a good role player in a good side. Good, perfectly put. Mm. Have you been thinking about that? No, that was just off the top of my mind. You're very good at this. Mm-hmm. We should play this nice. game more often. Yeah, that's. I don't mind it. I don't good mind pl- it. Good role player in a good side. Mm. Dyson Heppel, foot injury. It's a concern because he's boy, had yeah. foot problems before, but uh, I would say he's no chance playing round one. I'm saying doubtful round one. So they're playing round one. Jake cleared, ain't playing round one. They've cleared any structural mm. stuff, though. So it's just a sprain. Foot sprain. Sprain, okay. I think they'll be careful. 
people, given his history with feet. Yeah, no, as they should be. Mm. Mm. Uh, cricket, of course, gets underway on Wednesday. Uh, sounds like Mitch Stark will definitely play this time. He caught up with Barat Sunder Racing a short time ago. How's the finger? Yeah, it's all right. It's good enough. Um, it's good to go. Available for selection. Um, it's a test match. So I think I said back then it was progressing um, slowly and probably slower slower than I would have liked, but I'm, I'm quite impatient in that regard. So, um, yeah, it's still progressing. It's, it's, um, it's progressed uh, enough to be really comfortable um, with playing and... and um, still feel like I was available last week if, uh, if required on that wicket but um, yeah, having the extra week to um, get the head around the, I guess the comfort levels of the finger and, and, and tick off a few more sessions of, of um, skill execution and whatnot, so it's really helped as well so yeah, in a, in a good position and hopefully I can, if called upon, play a, a role with this team. That was Miss Stark, so lock him in, lock Cam Green in back in the Australian team. Now another footy story that sort of, it just bubbled away under the surface last week, it was to do with Collingwood's deal with their away oh, members at their, oh. at their away games. Yeah, well, and was... uh, Eddie Maguire's come out hard. He said they should never underestimate the Collingwood members and what they have done for this game. They built that ground, oh. the Southern Stand. Oh. Southern Stand was built in 1992. Mm-hmm. I think most clubs had about 10,000 members in 1992, so I'm not sure how Collingwood built the Southern Stand. But anyway, and the Northern Stand. Now, it sort of bubbled away last week. Mm-hmm. But then there was just one question to the Richmond president that inflamed the story. Don't be stupid. I didn't realise that Collingwood had this preferential treatment. It seemed like a, a, I wasn't aware of it. It seems like a very awkward situation. Well, Casey, not, not to get in a spat with Collingwood. I think we can leave that till round two at the MCG. But, um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All hell broke loose well, after that question. I, I was, feel... It just went, you went straight for the jugular. Well, I didn't and, know. And as a result of you doing that, putting <laughs> it on the agenda or, or upscaling the agenda upscaling. on which this, this sat, oh. Eddie Maguire now feels, he th- I am actually insulted. Mm. I am insulted. I am actually insulted, to be honest, on mm. behalf of all Collingwood people, that the MC journey the AFL would even contemplate it. Uh, and it's because your football club and Richmond, according to Eddie Maguire, mm. want to cut up and just trash what has been a Hang wonderfully a functioning uh, agreement between one of the tenant clubs and the uh, Melbourne Cricket well, Club. But hang on, I, and, and and it's a fair You're point. You've really upset Eddie. Well, hang on, let me speak. It's he a leave, fair point that Eddie left, left makes is that during that period of time when teams were making decisions about where their home ground would be, that uh, Collingwood uh, put together a deal mm. to give them a preferential treatment for their members, mm. and they allowed their members to be have their same seat on away games. Mm. But times have changed, Andy. That surely that deal is not locked in forever and a day uh, right now. And yeah. if you're a if you're a a, a tenant at the MCG, then no, there's no GWs. It's about being fair. <laughs> if you're a tenant at the MCG mm-hmm. and your members purchase tickets, and on the home game <laughs> against Collingwood. I don't think it's unreasonable to have a look at a way in which you could make it a little bit fairer for those other tenants as well, because we all know that there are that that form can fluctuate, attendances can fluctuate depending on that form, and how you're contributing to the venue can change from generation to generation. Andy. Yeah, he slams McGuire. So, hmm. No, I'm just asking. Get the back question. in your box. So it's like, so you're saying it's but didn't tenant? I, yeah, I agree. Well, didn't, I don't but clubs like Hawthorne and Richmond yeah. and yeah. Melbourne didn't abandon the MCG for no. Marvel. No, so no, well, of course that, not. That doesn't make sense. No, but but I well whatever the, the, the deal that he was 
uh, putting forward that th- their contribution, and I assume he's alluding to the fact that the volume of people that they were going to be able to bring through the gates. But and he hasn't been said, wrong. And he hasn't no, been no, wrong. No, of course not. But but that, like I also say that 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 was a a different time to what yeah. we are now. And as you're well, right now, Collingwood are back doing those types of things. But there will be times when the other clubs are going to be uh, look at the Hawthorns membership now as compared oh, yeah, to back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hey, don't, don't have you fallen any... out with Ed? No, I haven't. I love don't the man. Start I love the man. He's standing, a very standing. smart, astute operator, and he's stepping up for his his club. But Andy, yeah, I, mate, good on you for standing your ground. I'm not but, standing. I'm just asking the question. What's the question? Is it unreasonable for these no, other tenants? Not. No, it's not. To have their members being up, occupy the same seat that they do for all other home games. No, it's not. And when Collingwood comes in, they're not. Now, is it as I understand <laughs> it, that's as simple as it is. That's right. Is that it? I'm well, not... surely we can fix that. Right. And I, and I think a fair and re- I think Collingwood would be able to come to a fair. Oh, and do you think that, that you think so? Do you? Well, they're not. They're... So they've got a shy retiring couple of blokes running the footy club at the moment. So they had Eddie, who was the ma- the what argument he was the biggest to... bloke in town mm. when he made this deal. Mm. The footy show was flying. Is Eddie of everywhere? A master deal maker, and it was a good deal for magnificent for the MCG and a great for deal for Col- and a yeah. great deal for Collingwood. for Collingwood. So you think now that this is you, you've shone a light on this mm. and you've put it on? I you've have put, not you've put it fair and square on I the agenda. Didn't even know it existed. You've until called it, it, was you've called the... it unfair, and you're demanding Collingwood. I to haven't. I've asked if it's unfair, and you're demanding Collingwood be reasonable about this. I've. I'm suggesting that they would you be. I'm that, not. Do you, think that, you think that Jeff Brown and Craig Kelly are just going to roll over? Do you? A couple of lightweights like those two, just roll over. What I think. And they, what I think they will be. What they will be mm-hmm. is fair and reasonable. It's, I believe they'll be fair and reasonable, Andy. And if they think <laughs> that not allowing the, the other tennis fans to sit in their seats for their home games. I'm not sure that's fair. It's minutes past five. Uh, the boys on Sports Day, Cornsy and Jared up after 5.30. Uh, Tim's on the road. Play King Island's Pure Links Golf Course Talkback Line. G'day, Tim. G'day, boys. I'm ringing on behalf of the Hawthorne Dunstall Club members. We get seven home games in Melbourne. One's at Marvel. We get punted by Collingwood on their home games. So we effectively get five home games at the MCG. And this Collingwood deal does not work for Hawthorne. So I'm encouraging the Hawthorne hierarchy to step up and join Richmond and fight for its members. Well, Gazy's certainly mm. on the front line of that, Tim. <laughs> he is taking the fight no, to Collingwood. No, Gazy's not on the front line. You're on the front line, I'm mate. just trying to understand the rationale for it. And I believe this has come up because the agreement actually expires in 2023 and Collingwood are trying to roll that over and continue it on. But uh, I'd, I'm hopeful that there would be... Uh, better arrangements for other tenants that when they have the home games that they are entitled to have their members no. sit in the seats that they pay for the entire season. Mm. As you've said on a number of occasions, it seems perfectly reasonable. Very Thank unfair you. on those dogs and unborn babies that are Hawthorne members. They can't get their seats. <laughs> See now, that's just what are you, do- what are you doing over there? You're shaking something. You, uh, oh, to draw this something is our draw for a caller of the day. So Mike, Andrew, James and Joe. So this will be... Go into right. the draw for the King Island oh, trip. Yeah, right, okay. Andrew in Croydon. There you go. Andrew in Croydon, well done. So we'll have two other winners today and tomorrow. Draw the winner out of those three. They'll play Shane, who won it last week in a quiz like on Thursday. Like Speaking of quizzes, it. we're going to do a quiz on Wednesday and Thursday. Formula One quiz. So Juan Pablo Montoya is on the show tomorrow. 
Beg your pardon. Juan Pablo Montoya. Right. Superstar. His son, Extremely Sebastian, exciting. is a superstar coming through 17 years of age uh, in the F3. So together, they're doing a show at the Palm Crowns on March 30. <laughs> what are you pointing at? My name is Indigo Montoya. <laughs> 25 years ago, you killed my father. Prepare to die. <laughs> so we're giving away Princess Pride. two right. double passes. They're worth $499 each to this event. Big so we'll pun. do it Wednesday and on Thursday. One double pass Wednesday, and one on Thursday, four ninety nine each. A meet and greet, food and beverage package, DJ, mm. and then reserve seats for the event at the Palms at Crown. It's nearly so $1,000 worth of tickets. That's right. So if you're a Formula One fan or just a sports fan, make sure you're listening Wednesday or Thursday. If you want tickets to that event, ticketmaster.com.au. Just search Juan Pablo and Sebastian Montoya live mm. on stage and you will find the tickets for That's that March news. 30 event. But he'll join us on the show tomorrow. We just keep on giving, Andy. And you a, and I, it's, we, we, I don't know what it is. No, you're, hey, um, you're going. 434, you are a poster boy, guys. Is that a good thing? Is that a compliment? Is that a compliment? Can say that again? A poster, poster boy. boy. That's what you're a poster boy for. Yeah, I believe is that's that good news. I'm oh, taking that as a compliment. Mainly it is. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, if you're uh, a poster boy for idiots, it's probably not a good thing. Oh, no. No, you're not that. I wouldn't have thought so. Jared Cornsey. Maybe I am. Uru.